Today on the Spring Hills Podcast, small groups director Gerilyn Valentine joins me in the green room and we discuss small group leadership. So if you're a small group leader or if you're considering becoming a small group leader, check this episode out. You can find out what it means to be a leader, goals we have for our leaders, and also the next steps to take if you're considering it. So check this conversation out with small groups director Gerilyn Valentine. Gerilyn, first of all, I'll allow you to say hello. Hello. Glad so, to be here. If you don't know Gerilyn, you probably <laughs> recognize her because she is on stage each weekend with me. Um, she's one of the worship leaders here also. So she's on staff doing multiple things, which worship pastor. And then uh, I don't know if you're small groups director. I'm not sure exactly what your title I is. I think that is my title. I don't know why there's um, a difference. But. And then Julie is is also an admin with the small groups. Is that right, correct? Yeah. yeah. So oh you've, man, yeah, you've probably met Julie or Gerilyn at some point. Um, they all they also both do other things. Julie with women's ministry, you with worship. Right. And um, I mean, it's kind of what everybody does here. We all have <laughs> lots of different things we're doing. Right. But today, our purpose is we're going to talk about small group leaders specifically. But first of all, go ahead and give us an update on small groups. Like what's uh, what's going to be going on for small groups? When are they coming up? And and those kinds of things. Yeah. Well, we uh, kind of pursued the question of whether or not to even have a small group semester this coming fall because we're still in a season of uncertainty. And you know, uh, I think that I'm really excited that we kind of landed on the idea that small groups are so important and offering them even in the midst of kind of a crazy. Uh, worldwide system season uh, that is still I'm just I think it's a cool semester because leaders are stepping out in faith in a way that they aren't in a normal semester in that you know every pretty much every group unless they're going to be online needs to have a backup plan they need to be ready to uh, interact with their group members and kind of um, be willing to take things one week at a time which is awesome in that um, it pushes us outside of our comfort zone and it allows us to really trust God and be in prayer about our some of the decisions we might make on the fly uh, very quickly in other circumstances. So I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be, we're calling it a hybrid <laughs> a hybrid semester. So there'll be groups that are here on campus. All our on-campus groups will be outside, um, but then we're allowing people to have groups in person in other locations and then also on online on Zoom. Awesome. I think it's actually, I don't know if this is where you're going with with backup plans and things. But when this first happened back in March, we were in the middle of a semester. Right, right. And so people either switched to doing them online. Now, right. I was I was leading a basketball group. You can't play <laughs> basketball. Well, you could play basketball on online with like a video game or something, but you can't it's play basketball on online. So the next week, we actually, a couple guys that I probably never really spoke to outside of our group, we got together and I don't even know if we were supposed to, but uh, we got together at my apartment complex where there's yes. basketball hoops and we just shot around and stuff, which is cool. Yes. But it was actually, it formed a couple of, it kind of formed a different bond of like sure. getting together outside of the small group. So small groups are incredibly important mm -hmm. because, uh, for many reasons, but right. one reason for me that they've been so, so great is just the relationships that you build within them right. because it puts you in a group of a small group yes. and you get to know <laughs> some people that maybe you wouldn't have gotten to know. I've met a few people through basketball groups that I became buddies with and now I am not just acquaintances, but friends with these guys totally. and talk to them on a regular basis. So what are some other things that we look at 
as why we do small groups, why we yeah. decided to do small groups this semester instead of, of holding off. Yeah. Well, the, I'm new to this role. I just in June, I came uh, on my one year anniversary of being in the small groups right. that role. But when I stepped in, we had sort of done, you know, we're just launched a new paradigm of the way we do small groups. And we're trying to, you know, really understand why do small groups exist? And does our small group system reflect, you know, strategically the why? Like, the, are we doing things in? Yeah, I think we had only done two or Maybe right. two semesters of small groups before yeah. you came here. Like right. I'm, tr I'm trying to think maybe the fall and the, the sp or the spring. I don't know. Just not many. Right. So we were just getting used to it. It was kind of one of the things that we were all like finally in a rhythm of. And then it was like, bring Gerilyn in. And, okay, here, <laughs> here you go and hand you the hundred groups or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. Yeah. So uh, our answer to that question, why do small groups exist, is that uh, because we weren't meant to do life alone. And and God is a relational God and he made us in his image as relational creatures. And if we are going to grow to become more like Christ or grow to be in a deeper relationship with him, we need to have relationships right. with each other. You can't, I mean, hypothetically, maybe it can be, you just have an isolated relationship with God and it's really rich and robust. But I actually think that God designed us, you know, in the garden of Eden, when Adam, when it was just God and Adam, he's like, not good. You know, <laughs> you, we want, you need a helper and um, brought about another human to be in relationship with. So I, um, I've been chuckling to myself lately because you know, our systems that we had just recently put in place. And I literally had just felt like, oh, I think I'm getting the hang of this. Now, all of a sudden, they aren't working as well because they weren't built we around the pandemic. We live in a different world than we <laughs> right. did six months ago. Yeah. Right. But I'm just, I keep reminding myself that, you know, our circumstances might break down our systems a little bit, but the purpose of small groups has not changed and that it's for relationships. And that's what I'm going to be really encouraging leaders with this semester is, you know, don't think of your group as, uh, you know, if I reach, if I have 80% or more attendance every week, or if my group meets every, all 14 of the weeks in the semester, it's not going to be that. It's going to be, Lord, you know, what do you have me doing? Like, what, what can I do? <laughs> and then just being faithful to do that. And some of these groups, you know, who knows, maybe they'll only meet three, four weeks. Maybe they'll meet more than that, but we really want to, um, just encourage people to sort of bring what they have, their time, their intentionality, their skills, their gifts to God, and then let him direct them in how to how to use them. Well. Right, right, right. Um, so today I want to specifically, we're going to actually do this uh, a couple different times with some small group things. We're going to bring in a couple of small group leaders um, next, I forget if I scheduled it next week or the week after, and just yeah. talk about um, encouraging people to join small groups. But today right. the purpose is to encourage people that are maybe on the fence about being leaders yes. to take the plunge. So yes. um, let's talk about being leaders. How do people become a small group leader, first of all? So good. So just this semester we changed the language, and that was a really intentional change um, from small group leader training to small group leader orientation. And the reason for that was a lot of people would come and would get training and would just be like, okay, I'm ready to, meet, to lead my group. And then, you know, in the process of getting to know them a little better, it would be like, actually, becoming a small group leader isn't the right next step for you right now. And I, I say in this this orientation that we do, you know, I think that every single person, anyone can be a small group leader in the sense that for every follower of Jesus, there'll come a time in their walk with the Lord where an appropriate next step for them is to become a small group leader. But that might not be right now. So we changed it to orientation also to let people know if you come to an orientation, that's not a commitment to lead. Um, and it's not a guarantee that you will be, you know, permitted to lead because we are, we're trusting 
um, our, our people with our small group leaders. The way we talk about how they're sort of like mini pastors, not mini as in like less significant than Brett, but just they have a smaller group of people that they're being pastoral with. Mm-hmm. And so we take that really seriously. So yeah, we say anyone can be a small group leader, but at the same time, it might not be the right next step for you. So hopefully that can be an encouraging thing where if you're on the fence about whether or not to become a small group leader, I would say don't be on the fence about whether or not to come to an orientation. Like if if you're on the fence about it, to me that says that God has sort of put this on your heart and whether or not you lead a small group this semester, I think you need to be at an an orientation. So come, hear more about, uh, you know, all the sort of mechanics behind the scenes of small groups and then understand that I will be partnering with you and helping you make that decision. You don't have to make it on your own. Mm, okay. so, so you'll get a, a I literally knew none of this. Okay. This is great. This is good These information for me too, because I literally was just like, let's encourage people to be leaders. And you're like, no, right. no, no, let's just encourage them to come to orientation and yeah. then we'll make that clear whether it's time for them to be a leader or not. Well, and I like that because it's sort of like all of our leaders then have been commissioned. It's not mm-hmm. just that they volunteered to lead a group. It's that, you know, we they went through a process that gave us what we need to know to really confidently say, mm-hmm. go, yeah, <laughs> Do, yeah, yeah. make disciples uh-huh. uh, as a leader. So I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, it is. I I think that there's been as many, I mean, over 100 small groups in right. semesters, right? Right, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the staff here, there's only... I, I don't know the exact number, but I can think of off the top of my head probably like 12 or 13 people on staff here. Right. Um, and prob- Well, no, probably more than that, just with the um, 12 or 13 full-time. I'm not exactly right, sure, right, right. but it's a fairly small staff for the size of church that we are. Mm-hmm. Um, granted that right now we seem a bit smaller um, on the weekends just because we're you know, limited on what we can be, uh, the services we can be holding. My wife is texting me (laughs) like crazy. I hope she's okay. No, she's fine. Um, but my thought here is, uh, you know, each of us, we lead a small group, um, in some capacity, we co-lead them, lead them. Uh, I've led three or four over the last uh, year and a half or so. Um, and I've led both uh, spiritual groups uh, yeah. or their Bible studies. And I've led hobby groups because I've done a basketball group. Right. So um, what are the kind of groups? Let's talk about that. Like, what are the kind yeah. of groups that people can be leaders of? Because maybe somebody's like, you know what? I'm not really ready to teach something. Right. Um, but they might be a great leader for somebody to to lead a group of. Uh, and we've done, I mean, archery and right. like I said, Archery's basketball. Archery is going to happen this fall too. There's a knitting group and there's yes. writing groups and there's there's been a bunch of stuff. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, what other kind of groups can can they be leaders of? Well, we talk about how we're a church of small groups, not with small groups. Mm -hmm. And the reason that we talk that way is because we really confidently believe that every single person should be in a small group, like ideally every single semester. And so if if small groups were all just, uh, not just, I think Bible studies are amazing, but if every small group was a Bible study, um, there, there might be a chance that somebody is having a hard time fitting that into, you know, they're already very busy schedule. They've got a lot going on. They, they're maybe stressed or maybe they've, they've got a Bible study that they're already attending in a different capacity or they really love their quiet time with the Lord one-on-one. Um, and so we really wanted to make it so that we have, we'd call it a free market approach. So we make it our small group leaders form their groups around their interests and abilities. So that may be leading a book of the Bible. Um, but for a lot of people, it's like we talk, I kind of want to lead a, um, a meal prepping 
small group. Oh, so it's great. like, I'm not adding anything to my schedule in that way. I'm really actually just using my relationships in my church family to help me meet a goal I already have. Yeah, yeah. And same thing with, you know, with basketball. You would play basketball, you know, you would want to, yes. whether or not you had a small group. So really all you're doing is you're taking a passion you already have and doing it in relationship with our church family. And that's the whole point of small groups. So it is true that every single small group has some sort of spiritual component, some amount of time where they open God's word and, and connect about it. But that amount of time might be small. It might only be like five minutes. Um, but that is, that's important. But the relationship is the focus, not necessarily education about the Bible. Cause they mm. get that from pastor Brett in a really quality way on a weekly basis. So again, the relationships are what are important and you can build those, whether you're sitting in a circle talking or knitting or playing archery or walking a dog, you know, so that's kind of what, why we do things the way we do them. Yeah. And there's also co-leaders. Um, yes, so I right. want to talk about that too, because I have done a couple groups where I've co-led, right. um, specifically the basketball group. I, the first semester I did it, um, I co-led it with another guy. And then the next semester I was, we, the schedule was going to be the same, but it was, I wasn't going to be available as often. So right. I handed the group off to him and another guy and encouraged them to be leaders. Now I was around, so I ended up being their coach for um, the semester too. So I was around and I was able to, to walk alongside them as they did it. Right. But the spiritual part of it was, um, was something that they were a little more nervous about. And mm -hmm. it was like, okay, what do we, cause we meet in the middle, we play basketball for an hour. We meet in the middle share a short devotional, we pray for each other, and then we keep playing, you know? So yeah, it is yeah. like a 10, 10, 12 minute little devotional time, right? Right. Um, and so what, what I was able to do though was was I took it one week and then they took it the next week nice. and then they, the other one took it the next week and we traded it off. So it wasn't a as big of a like pressure situation where it's like, okay, every Thursday I've got to have this devotional ready. And it was like, right. no, just be ready for your time in a couple of weeks. And then they, they really did great. And now I honestly think like had the pandemic not happened and we were able to just continue, I would have been like, you guys are ready to just take this. Like I'll yeah. still come and play, but this, this is going to be, this can be your group now. Sorry. Um, because I think that they were prepared for it, but, um, yeah. So if you're, uh, possibly feeling like you want to lead a group, but you'd feel more comfortable as co-leading. What does the co-leading look like? And and uh, also, I wanted to mention coaches. Also, I kind of mentioned that and that. Yeah. But co-leading and coaches, uh, you're not alone in your small group. Is my point as a leader. 100%. So, uh, what are some options there? Yeah, I, you did exactly what I would have like honored you for in front of all of our small group leaders. Type well, you you told me to do yourself, that. By yes. the way, <laughs> <laughs> you're like I did what you told me to do. <laughs> well, yeah, that like we want our leaders. That, to multiply themselves. And we talk about how um, the most important role of a small group leader specifically, so small groups are for relationships, but a leader's most important role is to help their group members take their next step yeah. in their walk with the Lord. Um, and for that, that is a mission. It actually takes, you know, maybe five, six, seven weeks just to get to know someone well enough to identify their next step. And then a couple more weeks to sort of cast vision for that and help make sure that group member, you know, is comfortable with what that might look like. And so, uh, so yeah, so historically we have had a group of people called coaches, um, where we really don't want small group leaders to ever feel like they're completely on their own. Um, so it was, it was split up mostly among the staff that people people had a staff member besides myself because it was if it was just me and 150 leaders then no one would get taken care of because I right. I wouldn't be able to do that but we we split it up amongst the staff but 
we're kind of taking a different approach uh, in the midst of this pandemic and this crazy season. And our, our staff already, like you mentioned, we're all carrying multiple roles. And we really don't want to just sort of phone it in for this coaching role. Um, and so what we're doing this semester, instead of having uh, coaching assignments, I'll be making myself available uh, for roughly an hour on Zoom um, at different times throughout the week, each week. Oh, cool. So, like office hours. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So Professor Jer. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so Professor Jer. Oh, I love that. Mm. I, I want wait, to- now, wait, hold on. You don't have your PhD, <laughs> so we can't call you doctor, but... But, you have a master's, right? Yeah. So can well, we call you Master Jen? Oh my word. <laughs> I love it. No, I used to teach chemistry in college, so I got to be called Professor Valentine, which oh, is that's really cool. fun. Yeah, that sounds like a superhero. Yes, that's my dream. Anyway, sorry. Side Look note. out, Professor Valentine. <laughs> I need a cape. But, yeah. But no yeah. capes. No. <laughs> oh, sorry. Pixar but, reference. <laughs> yeah, so uh, group leaders will be able to join me on Zoom, and that hour will change. You know, so if one week you can't make it because it conflicts with your schedule, by the next week it should it should be something that would work for you. And then if you're like you know two three weeks in a row, you're like I can't make it to the office hours thing or whatever, then you can reach out to me and we can meet one on one. I'm more than happy to do that. But that'll kind of make it so that instead of having coaching assignments with a different staff member, we're kind of going to collaboratively coach each other. So really yeah. it's going to be a space for small group meters to leaders to not just meet with me, um, but to meet with each other and bring up obstacles that I, I imagine would, would be really encouraging. It's encouraging to me when I hear a leader bring up an obstacle that I myself am facing as a small group leader. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm not, you know, terrible at my job. This is just something that comes up as yeah. we're leading people. So, well, I think in ministry, we learn as we go anyway. Exactly, I mean, especially exactly. right now. I mean, how many things have we had to just learn how to do Absolutely. over the last, I mean, there's people within our, our staff, we're learning how to video edit because right. we, that's, so many things are going on. Like I, right. I hadn't edited videos in, I since I was in college. So oh man, like thirteen years. Oh no. <laughs> um, yeah. So I hadn't edited videos in so long. But when this came up, it was like okay, I Garrett has done that in the past. So here we're gonna hand this to you. And so yeah. we're all learning things as we go. Right. So it's also the same with being small group leaders. So right. don't be afraid to ask questions. Exactly. We want you we want you to ask questions. Exactly. If you have something that you, and I actually I've had this a few times where I've had um small group leaders and this is when I was uh assigned as a coach. Yeah. They would text me or email me and I think our staff does a great job of being available to people right. um to to ask questions and if you right. are just so everybody knows I I can tell you that we all uh do make ourselves available. So if you do have questions or whatever, you can always be texting or emailing us, but, um, learning alongside each other. So I don't Mm. want people to be scared to be a leader because they're going to be like, man, I don't want to be in charge of something because I, I'm not ready to do that. No, you've got people alongside you. There's other leaders. There's the, um, there's uh director. I forget what you, we decided you were. Oh, director. Small group director. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The staff, um, and other people that are alongside you. So don't be scared to do it because of that. Now I wanted to ask a question also with, um, as far as, uh, you know, being in ministry, I think this this comes up a little more often, um, but your ministry can be anywhere, right? So mm-hmm. there's this idea of, of, you know, you're pouring into other people versus people, you know, being poured into. Right. Um, and there was this idea for me where it was like, okay, I don't want to just lead a small group. I also want to just be in a small group yes, and absolutely. also be, um, be available, uh, have myself available to be learning from somebody else. And so I've done that a few times too, where it's like, I want to make sure that I'm just 
attending, attending, yes, um, which is hard to do is on staff. You know, like I mean, even with church, it's like it's hard to just attend church when you're on staff because you're working. It's mm-hmm. it's different. So, but with small group leaders, I also want to encourage them that um, you kind of t- mentioned this a minute ago. Uh, when you're leading a small group, let your small group also pour into you because yes, that's happened right. numerous times with my groups and specifically. Um, when we, when I co-led a basketball group, I talked with this guy and it was, uh, it was very apparent. He was like, I'm feeling really, I'm feeling led to do this because mm. I think this is going to be important for somebody. And it mm. ended up like, and he, cool. he shared the story with our group, um, since then he was the one that needed it. He yeah. needed the group and, yeah, um, absolutely. to pray for him, to be alongside him. Cause he went through some really tough things. And absolutely. so we were able to, even though he was a co-leader, we were pouring into him also. And he right. was, he was, uh, you know, encouraging other people with uh with the idea that look this group is really great because we've been able to pray for each other people have come alongside me i've built friendships and relationships in this um so yeah you can be poured into as a leader also right am i am i on the right track with that oh yeah and i even say that in the orientation you know we pray that your group members will grow during the semester but we know undoubtedly that you as a leader will grow and allowing people to minister to you is actually a skill. It's not something that people just naturally have. It takes humility. It takes, you know, and um, some, some level of self-awareness. And so I think it's really good when leaders uh, set an example of being ministered to by right. reiterating, Hey, when you said that, that really meant a lot to me type of thing. Yeah. Um, I think we kind of started talking about what kind of groups there are uh, with there's um, there's spiritual groups, but uh, I wanted to specifically mention some groups that have gone on just uh, what are some of the more, obscure like ones unexpected let's call it that <laughs> unexpected groups like wow i didn't think that could be a small group right yeah. uh, i think there was a poker group at one time you know i don't know if there I was i think that might have predated you it might have been the first time we we had one and it was literally Funny. just guys that got together and just played poker played with imaginary and, oh yeah they money. weren't really betting money but it was <laughs> i love it it was still i'm pretty sure that happened i could That's be wrong funny. but yeah what what are some of the more obscure groups that you've You've yeah. uh, you've seen. Well, you mentioned. Is that an okay question yeah, to course. ask? Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. You mentioned the um, Brett Hansen's archery, Arch- group. archery group. So he's yeah. the one. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, he's the one who um, is behind the camera with the stuff that um, puts we. Put oh yeah, up the for worship, worship and things yeah. like that. But he is awesome. He also leads a he's an incredibly gifted artist. But then he also leads an archery small group, and that will be happening this fall if you're interested in that. And then uh, we had, I thought, um, I think my favorite uh, group that actually w- had to stop because we went into shelter in place, but was a pottery small group. And oh, yeah, yeah. he had really cool curriculum to go along with it. Sort of the imagery of um, God being the potter and us yeah. being the clay. And so I thought that I was think a really I was his cool. Coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah that was that, Eric. Yeah. I think there's been, you know, there's bike riding groups and there's, um, yeah, definitely athletic groups. Uh, they're knitting groups crafts writing there's so many different there's so many cool groups um i tried to do one this didn't i i ended up signing it up way too late like literally (laughs) i think the first weekend of signups had already happened (laughs) and then i was like oh this would be fun and i tried to do one and it was i was gonna call it mad about movies yeah and just talk about um talk about movies and relate them to the bible and uh i had one person sign up so (laughs) my point with this and the one person was uh ended up i i was co-leading a group with him already sure, sure. and so i ended up just being like let's just hold off let's this just time. hang out and yeah. we'll do the, we'll do our uh, our we did a, a bible study um i think we did one on james uh that semester cool. but uh my point with that is how do people if you if you sign up a group if you're a leader yep. and you only get a few people to sign up right um 
to not be discouraged, yes, to not to not good. be concerned about the numbers of people attending or signing up for you. Because a basketball group, I had I you know it's opened up to thirty people because we have two courts, we can play two games at a time. Right. So I I consistently got twenty to thirty people signing up for my group. Right. But there's other groups that only get two or three, and that doesn't mean your group is less important. So Absolutely. how can we encourage those people that have smaller small groups, right? Um, to to still be excited and and um, encouraged in their leadership. Right. Absolutely. Well, and then, I mean, in life in general, we have to trust that the things that happen according to God's sovereignty, that God is in control. He's, he knows what he's doing. He's doing it and he's working all the time, mm-hmm. whether or not we see it or feel it. And, um, I think that God is the one we have to acknowledge God is the one who brings people to our groups. I have to acknowledge God is the one who brings small leaders to me. I would love to, you know, meet a quota of small group leaders that'll just perfectly past our entire church family every semester. But I can do my best with what I have, but then ultimately God is the one. I love the scripture passage that talks about, you know, you can till the soil and you can water it mm-hmm. and you can plant the seed, but God is the one who makes it grow. Um, so I would just encourage small group leaders that, you know, if you have a small group and only one or two people sign up, um, first of all, we'll partner with you in deciding whether or not you should continue. If you might have an activity that really requires more, like you said, more than one or two people. Yeah. Um, but then also, you know, sometimes groups have uh, 10, 15 people sign up, but then only two, three people show up. Um, and, or like the first week there's a ton of people there and then later they're not. And th- again, that's a, that's something where I'll come alongside you and we'll kind of try to figure out, you know, if there's anything that can suggest to us why that happens, but it will never be like, oh, wow, you failed as a small group leader because your attendance didn't stay up or you didn't have that many signups. That is absolutely not the way that I view it. I view it as like God is working. And then for my small group leaders, I'm, I'm usually thinking big picture for their ministry. So I'm not just interested in a small group leader who is going to lead for a semester, I would like our leaders to meet, to lead, you know, ideally two out of the three semesters that we have every year. Um, so, so I'm thinking big picture, like what can you learn from this semester that will make you a better small group leader next semester? And we celebrate that. We don't, you know, mourn any like failures and only a couple of people showed up or only a couple of people signed up. It's like, no, this is, we've learned things already that'll help you be a better small group leader in the future. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's great. Um, I wanted to ask this also, what are some ways you have developed your own spiritual leadership as a small group leader? And I'm mm. asking you this and actually asking myself this just because we've both been small group leaders, right. um, but developing your own spiritual leadership as a small group leader. Well, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because the small group that I'm going to be leading this semester is going to be called a small group for small group leaders. Oh, cool. So I'll be inviting uh, small group leaders to meet with me each week, a group of them, and they don't have to be leading this semester in order to do that. And actually, they don't have to be a small group. Would you encourage somebody that's in that's that's considering being a small group leader to do that? Absolutely. And and then I was going to say, too, you don't even have to be a small group leader or ever plan to be a small group leader to join the group, but it is designed for small group leaders because we sort of took the, um, I had a really great curriculum from um, some missionaries in China that I absolutely love, um, but they sort of broke down the the maturity steps of a Christian over seven different steps. So, you know, you start off um, not even as a as a seeker of God. We yeah. start off as guests. You know, <laughs> like we we learn to seek God, and then yeah. and then once you've become a Christian, and then being baptized and exploring your spiritual gifts, and um, you know, at, at the later levels are um, leading others, and then also leading leaders. 
And I, you know, in talking with uh, a couple of people on staff, I even observed, I'm like, our staff has room to grow mm-hmm. in leading oh, yeah. leaders. Like, I certainly have room to I grow. I don't. I'm <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yeah, well, I mean, that that's a good, yeah, we need to, we need to grow in these way. And nobody on staff, even Brett would say, I've arrived, you know, right. like he's definitely on a level seven um, in his walk with the Lord, but he, he's been through years of walking with God to get there. So this small group for small group leaders is going to be understanding each of those seven stages and helping, uh, leaders with strategic ways to help someone else to go to the next stage. So it's like, how do you identify what stage someone's in? And then how do you, how do you encourage them to go in the next step? Um, and so, yeah, that'll be good for small group leaders. It would also be good for un- identifying your own, you know, where am I in these seven steps? And they're not always perfectly chronological, but, um, I'm really hopeful that a lot, of, I've already gotten some great interest from people I'm really excited okay. about. And I'm cool. hopeful that lots of people will, will enjoy and take that, take advantage of that. Opportunity. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That's really cool. sounds like you've got a lot of different things that have come in this semester that are really going to be valuable for us. Right. Yeah. We're kind of, it's actually a really cool semester to get to sort of test some things out because not, you know, <laughs> you can't really mess anything up this semester, especially never any semester, but we're just going to be trying some things and then see what we learned for the spring. Yeah. And I think that speaks a lot to our church too. We're always looking to grow. We're always looking right. to improve on things. And, um, it's, we're never just one, we never just get comfortable and say and just right. stay where we're at just because we're like oh this is nice no we're so it might it might stretch you a little bit you might be out of your comfort zone right. but that's good because you're right. going to grow and um so let's just go uh, very specifically what are the next steps so if i want to come to orientation when is good. that how do i sign up for it yep. uh, etc yep so you would go to springhills.org slash groups or you can just go to springhills.org and navigate towards small groups it's under the ministries tab And then when you pull up the small groups page, uh, you'll see a list of the um, live options for orientation that are available. So at the same time that we're having growth track here and we are, you know, sharing a meal, of course, like appropriately social distancing and all that. But um, we'll be meeting outside um, for every Sunday in August at 530. And the orientation will be less than an hour. Here on campus, right? Here on campus, correct. So here on campus and it'll be less than an hour, even in grabbing food and all these different things. I really work to... The orientation is just about understanding the philosophy of small groups, why they exist, and why we do them the way we do. And if they come to one week, is that the only one they go to for the orientation, or is there a next step after that that they're committing to? Great question. Yeah, so they'll come to the orientation, and the orientation is where they decide whether or not they want to pursue becoming a leader this semester. So the next step is actually a one-on-one interview slash meeting with with me, and that's what's going to give me the tools for us to decide together whether or not uh, this new new leader should be a leader this semester. And then once you go through all those onboarding uh, requirements in future semesters, you just automatically get to get to lead a group. But yeah, you would come to the orientation. There's the live options and there's also an on-demand option. So if you RSVP for the on-demand option, then we'll send you a YouTube link and you just watch the video whenever works for you. And if you would like to do that one-on-one interview, that's where you would email us back and set up that appointment. And we can do that in person. We can do that over the phone. We can do that on zoom whatever whatever works best for you um but that would be the next step is to okay. come to an orientation consider a one-on-one interview with me and uh you can do that by the orientation rsvp button at springhills.org awesome or what about the app is it on the app as well yes yeah. okay great I so you can so. download the springhills app in the app store 
And I love whenever I talk about the app, how many times I say app. So I try to say it as many <laughs> times as I can. So the Spring Hills app in the app store, download that app and use that app to find all of the great app content um, on the Spring Hills app. <laughs> well, thank you, Gerilyn. Um, if you have any other questions about small groups, uh, you're here every Absolutely. weekend because yes. we're now we are on stage. So you can't you can't come and uh, <laughs> jump on stage while we're leading worship to ask her questions. But I'm sure, um, like I said before, the staff, we make ourselves very available. You can email her, Gerilyn at springhills.org. Right. Um, you can uh, reach out to the uh, to the staff and, and find out more about it. But uh, this Sunday night at 530 yes, on right. campus, mm-hmm. uh, you could sign up for it. Do they need to sign up? Is that? I mean, if you were to just show up, I would still be really excited. But um, if you sign up, that's helpful because then we make food sure we have food for you. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for you and excited when you get there. Yeah, so. you're more prepared to know who's coming. In. Right. Yeah, so right. sign up springhills.org or the, uh, the Spring Hills app. And uh, also, um, if you want to do that on demand, uh, you can sign up for it. And there's a YouTube link that you'll be sent um, to find out more information on it. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Jared, for coming in and telling us a little bit more about uh, leading small groups. Next week, we'll do one with small group leaders uh, talking about the importance of joining a small group uh, for the rest of the church. Because if you are not ready to be a leader, but you want to be part of small groups, that is also why we have them is for people to be a part of them. And maybe uh, your future is to be leading a small group or maybe attending small groups is where you're at. And that's great. You know, so that's why we have them. So. All right. Thanks, Jer. Thank you.